What's good, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily. Today is Friday, April 5th, 2019. I'm Andrea Renee, joined by the most beautiful hair in the business, <laughs> Fran Mirabella III. Thanks, Andrea. I'm happy to be with you here today on what I call Frandria Friday. That's right. Yes. that The powers have combined today, so I'm super excited. It's been a while. It has. Three weeks, two weeks. I don't know. It's been a while. I know. I get to see you on Gamescast all the yeah, time now. So Not, not for, to dig into the news, which uh, there's some decent stuff today. Exactly. So... Were you up late last night playing The Division 2, getting ready no, for the drop today? I was not. Unfortunately, uh, I feel like I've done most of it, but I do have to like get rid of all my stash stuff and sell some items. But uh, I was not feeling great, so I'm catching up on the Marvel Universe stuff. So I watched oh, Civil War. Very nice. That good was a choice. good flick right there. So now I, I move on to... Uh, Either Homecoming or uh, something around there next. Homecoming so. surprised me. I waited or almost Dr. a Strange. full year to watch it. Yeah. Um, for some reason, I just couldn't go during opening weekend. And then I just kept putting it off and putting it off. And then I finally watched it and was like, hey, this movie's really good. Turns out everybody was right. It is really good. So, <laughs> But no, uh, I'm pretty prepared for today. I heard you and Greg played Division 2 this morning. We uh, did. As five. we discussed, yes, we got up this morning. I've been up since 530. Um, loaded all the new updates in. So it wasn't too long of a wait, uh, which was oh, great. Oh, there was a queue? No, I didn't have a queue. I mean to to download and install the patch. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you are uh, much stronger than I am. Like we, I received the invite from them, by the way, and I was just like, I, I just can't. <laughs> One part of it is I'm still feeling a little sick, but as I mentioned on Gamescast the other day, I was like, when I sink my teeth into Tier 5, I want to keep going. Um, even though maybe there's not a, a ton to do or whatever, but <laughs> I, you know, it was like what you spent 90 minutes playing this morning, right? Yeah. So we spent, I, I took me about four hours roughly last night to go from world tier two gear score 340 to world tier four gear score 450, 444. Okay. That's good. Yeah. So, so you're totally ready though. And sounds yeah, like it went absolutely. smoothly, huh? Yeah, so we all went in like pretty much max level, which was great. And um, the, the new stronghold is super fun. Yeah. And I'm going to go play it again and again and, and was, again. Got to grind for that yeah. gear. So that came out this morning. Was that the most apparent update in there? Was there anything else that was noticeable to you? Or was it just, hey, this area? Like, in other words, are there a couple missions and then the stronghold? Or is it... So after we beat the stronghold, um, some things changed in the world, which oh. I'll, you know, since it's brand new, I'll leave the, for discovery. Um, but then uh, there was a lot of little quality of life changes that uh, we noticed that were nice. Like, for example, the mods. Now the mods just have a, a positive benefit for your weapons. Yeah, they There's got no rid negative. Of the and I was <laughs> like, thank you. you. Yeah. This is the best. Because why, why does that have to be a negative? Because yeah. I just stopped using the mod, the weapon mods. Really? It was just, yeah. I mean, it, it's, I got the intent but it was just way too like um, uh, polar opposite kind of effect. Right. And you're like, exactly. that seems really harsh to lose 30% of my accuracy just for a little stability or whatever. And so yeah, agreed. So I'm glad they got rid of that. Out, you know? And then um, on the on the map, when you're playing with squad mates <laughs> versus, or excuse me, clan mates versus just somebody the in your squad, their... the, um, there's a little shield icon inside their player because it used to just be like a little target, right? Oh, I didn't even notice that. It was you... like a dot and then like the like Oh, you like mean the target on the overworld logo. map? Yes. Yeah, exactly. It was a blue dot target. So now it's like a little shield inside uh, the circle. A little easier to spot. Yeah, because bounties look like that too. Right. And then I don't know if they changed it yet, but right, elite enemies are yellow or named enemies are like exotic color yellow. They were supposed to change the name bar in the clan. I don't know if you saw because you're, you're in what's good versus kind of funny, but I'm curious if they changed that. I think they were supposed to, but it's very confusing when you're going up against the enemies. You see a yellow run by, you're like, ah. you're like oh, it's just Greg, you know, because uh, the, the name oh, right, floating I see, above them. I know them. what you're mean. I yeah. think I just didn't notice it because we were... I mean, well, I think you're not we're on just the same blue clan. now. Yeah. That's right. Well, you wouldn't see us unless you're on the same clan. Right. But well, Greg, so there was three agents of WGG in our oh, squad okay. this morning, and then Greg. I wonder what color it was. You probably didn't even notice. I did not. Yeah, which is fine. But I hope that change made it in. They were talking about it. But that sounds good. I can't wait to get on there later today. Yeah, it's going to be great. Well, now that we've been done talking about the Division 2. It's our Division podcast for to today. Welcome to Funny Games Daily each and every weekday live at 10 a.m. Pacific time right here on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. We bring you the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you are watching live, we ask that you help keep us honest by going to kindoffunny.com 
Instagram slash you're wrong and let us know what we screw up as we screw it up. Factual information only, please. And for everyone watching on YouTube.com slash kind of funny games or on podcast services around the globe, thank you for your support. Maybe if you haven't hit that subscribe button yet, you could do that. We would love that. Or you could leave us a review. We'd like that too. Please make it nice. It's Friday. No one wants <laughs> to be angry. Right, Fran? Uh, no, I'm chilling. That's and of a course, chill Friday. Fran, if you want to take it one step further, you can go to patreon.com slash games and be part of the show where you can write in with your questions, your concerns, your squad ups. Yes. I've got a very interesting you one. You want to play with some other best friends. Exactly. All right. So the three big stories that we're talking about today, VR and Nintendo, Microsoft, Sony, and Nintendo are under investigation. And Kaz Harai has finally given the day that he's going to say adieu to Sony. All right, fan, shall we get into it? We've got three items on the Roper Report. Well, hold on. There's still some housekeeping today. Yeah. Dang it. Barrett. Hey, shit away Keeping at 530 a.m. I'm right there with sleepy. Her. Okay, <laughs> housekeeping today. Thank you for reminding me. Um, there's this little thing happening um, in New York. There's a reason why no one is in the office today and Fran and I are holding it down. That's right. New York, it's your turn for the kind of funny world tour. 3 p.m. Eastern time at Bar Morningside Heights. You can East go bar. there and have some drinks and meet a lot of best friends. How many people do you think are going to show up, Barrett? A lot. A lot. Lot. Easy. Give me a number. Let's have let's have like a little a like, little guess. Like at least ten. Uh, oh come on. Well, okay. By Price is Right rules, that. you probably have a safe bet. I'm going to guess <laughs> eleven. That there will be <laughs> two hundred and sixty-seven people that show. Wow, up. wow, that's an exact. That's, a big, that's right. like a big wedding. Yeah, that is yeah. a very big. <laughs> that'd be big a very expensive wedding. wedding. Yeah, it would be. But that's like you know some big weddings are a couple hundred, but you breach two hundred, it's like holy cow. Man, that price so make for it a happen. plate. Yeah, that's right. Can't do it. <laughs> oh, yeah. There will be plated food and like a, there's a no. dance and a DJ. Greg's no, not buying no, you guys food at the at the No, meetup. he's not. No. But he won't even buy you a drink. Probably. Go hang out. Yeah, that's not necessarily true. <laughs> we might. Wow, we're really throwing Greg under the bus this morning. That's but, okay. But yeah, check out E's Bar at 3 p.m., uh, which is in the Morningside Heights area, apparently. And I didn't know where that was. Joey had to explain it to me yesterday. Yeah. Apparently, it's by Columbia. Yeah. There you go. Google it. Find it. Go. They live have there. Fun. They don't need to. Well, maybe if somebody's driving in from New Hampshire or yeah. Vermont or, or Boston Florida. or Florida, that'd be Stranger a long drive. Stranger things have happened. You should maybe take a flight instead. Save mm. yourself the time. All right. We're done talking about the meetup. You guys heard about it. If you want more details, I believe the website is kindoffunny.com slash events. Yep. Hooray, I got the thing right. Mm -hmm. And of course, we've got to say thank you to our lovely Patreon producers, Tom Bach, Blackjack, James Davis, and Muhammad Muhammad. What's up, Momo? And today, we're brought to you by 23andMe and Skillshare, but we're going to tell you about that later. For now, let's begin with what is and forever will be the Rover Report. It's time for some news. Barrett, I kind of want you to keep going until you get it right. <laughs> yeah, there's no, like, variety there. He's like, he's broken. Time for some news. <laughs> Three items on the Rover Report. A uh, baker's dozen. I'm proud of you, Barrett. Good job. All right. So <laughs> to, begin, to begin, Breath of the Wild is getting a full VR support later this month, including Mario Odyssey. They're also getting a VR mode, too. So this write-up comes from Matt Robinson over at Eurogamer. The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild will be fully playable in virtual reality via the soon-to-be-released Labo VR kit later this month on Nintendo Switch. And it'll be joined by Super Mario Odyssey, which is getting its own smaller VR mode. No, it's not April 1st, and no, I have no idea how it'll actually work. Though given the updates to both games coming April 26th with Labo VR coming out on the 12th, there really isn't that long to find out. Super Mario Odyssey offers a bite-sized mode, which has players revisiting the Cap, Seaside, and Luncheon Kingdoms with small coordinate challenges which players collect coins and musical notes. The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, meanwhile, promises full VR support, which can be toggled on or off at any point in the game by dipping into the options menu. How exactly will it work, given, the, given that the base game runs at 30 frames per second, and that the Labo VR requires you to hold it up to your face at all times, and that the Switch's screen already offers a fairly slim 720p resolution that'll be split in half via VR? Question mark? I have no idea. Though, given how impressed I was by my initial time with Labo VR, writes Matt, of course, or excuse me, Martin, um, I'm optimistic there'll be some Nintendo magic that'll help make it work. Yep. Yeah, I was just looking at the official page, refreshing my memory. I, I think it's like 
it looks like it's 80 bucks for this complete kit, which has these uh, <clears throat> VR goggles in them. And yeah, one of the It's basically photos. Google Google Cardboard, right? Well, yeah, kind of. Like what you just slide your phone into. I mean, it is. It's the same concept, but um, you just slide switch in there. But then, yeah, to your point, that actually I didn't think about until you said it. The, the way you said it, but it's like, it's a picture of a kid doing this. So one hand's free and he's like holding up the cardboard. And I'm like, well, that, I, you have to hold it up. I mean, like, so it's a one-handed experience, right? This is a terrible idea. Well, come on. I mean, Man, okay, if I'm, it is family-friendly, So the Super like, Mario simple. Odyssey bite-sized modes, I could be I could be in for. Yeah. Um, there has to be some kind of strap. How are you supposed to play one-handed Zelda with the pro controller unless they give out, you know, like some kind of I don't of think you, can separate? you? Did, I mean, does it support the, I mean, I guess it would support the pro controller, but like it wouldn't work. You're going to have to use the Joy-Con. Okay. Um, I'm pretty sure, That's right? true. Well, can you play Zelda with just one Joy-Con? Well, but these are these little, oh yeah, that's right. The whole experience is, like, I mean. I mean, like a one-handed Joy-Con instead of turning it no. sideways. So maybe there is a way to, I mean, you you just read it. I didn't notice that before. And then I am looking on here and it's, you're right. It's the picture of this kid uh, <laughs> holding it up and like using one yeah. controller. So I don't know if there's a way to mount it uh, or basically you just lay on your bed. Problem solved. I saw him <laughs> lay on your bed. I did notice that there was one of the Labo VR kits that had a, like a little cardboard head strap around it. Um, like I want okay. to, I, I I think the concept of Legend of Zelda in VR is really cool. Yeah, I I can imagine I mean, like going into all of the different areas of the world and checking everything out. I think in VR, the idea of it being in VR sounds really awesome. The practicality of it person, sounds though, wild. Right? Though. So it's more like um, it wasn't moss. It was uh, that uh, squirrel. F I think you are thinking of moss. Was it Moss? The little mouse? No, there was the other one that came out that was like it wasn't like Conquer, but it was. Uh, it was oh, for you're Oculus. thinking of Super Lucky Tail? Yeah, Super Lucky Tail. But you in that game, you were sort of God or just mode, goggles tail, looking down. Yeah, yeah. But is that how Zelda VR works? Because like it's, I doubt you're in there with a sword walking around Hyrule. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm well, surprised that it's coming out April 12th, which so, is a right. Yeah, it's very soon. We well, that's when Labo is coming out. So I was um, curious about Martin's time, and he said my initial time with Labo VR, and there was like a, a link to his other piece on Eurogamer, and so I clicked on it, and he was talking about how all of the on paper would seem that Labo VR would not be great, but that somehow when he put it on, it actually looked pretty good. So he did. Of put course, it on. yes, not not Breath of the Wild, but not Mario Odyssey, the other software that they're promoting for for Labo VR. So I'm, I mean. I was skeptical before. I'm even more skeptical now. The idea of holding the headset up to my face and trying to play with a single controller while playing Mario or Zelda just, it seems a little asinine to me and I don't understand. Yeah, no, it, it uh, frankly, it seems very Nintendo. They look through their lenses a little differently. Oh, and I know, I'm really trying this morning. But they do. <laughs> they, they see the world in a different way and for them, I think they're like, well, this is, like people don't want to strap on a headset and be like tr confined and like we want it to be an easy, like family friendly thing and I think this is their starting point. Now, we may, uh, we'll find out and you're wrong, maybe there's a way to like but which, by the way, it's cardboard. It'll be very easy to make a strap out of a shoelace, probably. So you could, I mean, you got to hold up the switch somehow because it's heavy. But um, but anyway, uh, it, it is odd, but it does seem very first entry for Nintendo. But um, I don't know. There's the other fact of what you're bringing up, like the resolution is low, which is pretty critical in VR. Um, I haven't you know seen through the lenses, but I feel like it'll be one of those, like if you haven't tried it, mm -hmm. check it out. And if you're seven, which by the way, right, they don't recommend PSVR for it's a certain age. It's not as young as that, I don't think. it's. Last it's, time I checked, and this is a great kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong moment, I thought like 12 or 13 was the minimum yeah, age that's due what to I'm like the spacing on yeah, the head. Yeah, because CJ Gibson, who works at IGN, uh, has like his very cute kids and they like came in to do like a feature and like they're playing it. And by the way, they're fine. Like he's their father and he, they played it and they're fine. But he got a lot of comments like, how could you let your kids play that? Because... They say, he's a monster. well, you do have to be careful no, because if you have this stuff on too long, it could cause eye strain. It could cause developmental problems. Could. It's one of those like could. And, and we grew up 
doing all kinds of crazy stuff. True. And look how we turned out. See, I we just, didn't have all these, these I just uh, thought that luxuries. they couldn't actually get the images to line up properly and that it would always be like out of focus mm-hmm. if they if there if your eyes weren't spaced far enough apart to for the lenses oh, yeah, to well, line up. Well, it certainly is that too, but I think it has something to do with just like the just it is intense on your mind. It oh, really of course. is. Yeah. But uh but regardless, uh, I think that is exactly why this is very, you know, almost predictable for Nintendo. They don't want you wearing it for a long time. But like uh, what's the point of that though with uh like Breath of the Wild? That's a game that you want to sit down and play for several hours at a time, right? That's the piece I don't well, yes, firstly. <laughs> the piece I don't understand though is the Mario slice of Mario Odyssey. Okay, I get that. And you see see it in the trailer. It's like literally it is more like Super Lucky Tail or Lucky Tail. I think there's both maybe. Yeah, so but, the, I um, think the Super Lucky's Tail was the flat version and I think Lucky's Tail was the VR version. Okay, but the point is it's really cool. You're like looking down on the world and in, in the trailer for Super Mario Odyssey, what happens is, yeah, you're sort of like off to the side. Uh, it looks like they're positioning the camera in a particular spot. That's you in the VR goggles. Mario even runs up to you and looks at you in one of the shots. So I think they've taken little slices of the level and yeah I even see it's like you're chasing notes in like a, a path see, which you can just cool. do and you can do it with one hand and then you jump once to go up the so you, you're not going to need a couple uh, sticks for that one because when you it looks so far like you don't need to move and jump at the same time although it has a trigger so maybe you could maybe you're jumping with the trigger but um it looks like it works for that but going back to Zelda to your point they say the Legend of Zelda will be fully playable, or, or these your words, uh, will be fully playable in virtual reality via the soon-to-be-released level of VR. Fully playable in VR, and that's the one you're right. I'm like, there's no strap. So is the assumption, I guess, that you just like play it really briefly and then your arm gets tired? I guess. I, guess. I mean, because it's safe. No, I, I mean, you got to remember, Nintendo goes way back to they got sued, right? The Mario Party debacle. Um, people got blisters on their hands from like you were encouraged to mash the sticks and play all these games, and people got blisters and uh, were. I never heard about this. Oh yeah, and they had to issue Blistergate, gloves. Huh? You, yeah, they no. actually had to. Oh, gloves? it's amazing. Look it up. So it goes way back. This is like okay. 2004 or whenever. Uh, a long time, but they, uh, yeah, we're getting tons of like, I think lawsuits and complaints. They had to actually release gloves. Um, so you didn't encounter that. So I mean, they, they're very careful when they think about this stuff. Um, and yeah, I looked it up. Samsung's recommended um, age was around 13. Okay. And I think VR says 12, so, right? It is not for everybody. I think they take that into account here. But um, as an adult, how do you feel? <laughs> I, I think, like, you've probably already said it here, but, like, you're like, Here's I don't I know. Why? I want <laughs> Breath of the Wild VR. I mm-hmm. think that sounds really cool. I don't want Breath of the Wild VR in Nintendo Labo VR. I would. I, I really wish if I could pick, I would say that it would be good for them to partner with someone like a Samsung and put a Gear VR mode out, or maybe with an <laughs> Oculus or a Vive. And I know that that's not who they normally. Wait, so why partner do you with. say that? Because the technology of the Switch itself, or just the the Labo lenses? The Labo lenses, okay, purely. That. Yeah, yeah. Because if they did some kind of a hybrid Gear VR, right, like where you would slide your phone in, that you could slide just the without the Joy-Cons on, put that in, like that would be cool. Or if they made a special Labo VR that's maybe not cardboard on my face, um, I could be into that. I just like, I, I love it, the idea of doing virtual reality with Nintendo titles because I think Nintendo inherently is so whimsical with their IP that yeah, yeah. virtual reality sounds like a perfect fit, just not like this. Yeah, and I agree with you. Um, I think this is their just first step. Uh, seeing how it goes. They already know they're not a market leader. I mean, they're, they're not releasing clearly right now, dedicated peripheral. Um, so it doesn't like totally surprise me they're kind of toying with it. It's like, it's like voice chat on the consoles, mm-hmm. Andrea. Like, why not? Like, why is it like locked and hidden? And like, it? it's just the way Nintendo does stuff sometimes. They don't really do it until Lull they need Nintendo. it. Yeah, lulls, all the lulls. But I'm with you. Their IP would be really awesome. Mario alone, and that's what I thought of was Lucky's Tale. I was like, oh man, you know, when I saw Lucky's Tale, well, the first thing I thought of was like Banjo and uh, Conquer and stuff because of the style. But then I was like, man, Mario would be so cool. Um, That's uh, one of the first VR games that I had seen. um, And that was quite a while ago now. And from the outside, I was like, yeah, I mean, it's a platformer. And then I put the goggles on and I actually had that wow moment. I'm like, oh, wait, I just like look all around the world. Like I don't have to control the camera. And to be able to do that in, in these games and stuff could be really cool. Uh, just imagine, let's Star Fox, okay? Star Fox VR, 
Let's oh Metroid. Of course. The list could go on, excited. friend. Could go on. Well, we'll hold out our hopes that maybe someday there'll be some proper VR. Or maybe Nintendo Labo will surprise us all and be completely fantastic and wonderful. We will find out at the end of April. All right, next up. Microsoft, Sony, and Nintendo are under investigation for consumer rights violations. Yeah, thank you for the dramatics. So this write-up comes from Hayden Taylor over at GamesIndustry.biz. The Competition and Markets Authority has launched an investigation into multiple business practices of Microsoft, Sony, and Nintendo, responsible for preventing anti-competitive business activities in the UK, the CMA announced today that it has written to PlayStation, Xbox, and Nintendo requesting information about online gaming contracts. The CMA intends to examine whether the contract terms are fair, how easy it is to cancel a pre-order or obtain a refund, and how the auto-renewal process is regarding things like regular reminders and default settings. It is also calling on consumers to get in touch and share their experiences. Currently, the CMA has no view on whether the companies are in violation of the consumer protection law, though enforcement action could be be taken if the practices are misleading or their terms are unfair. Rollover contracts are becoming more and more commonplace and it's essential that they work well for customers, said CMA Chief Executive Andrea Coscelli. Great name. Coscelli? Uh, our investigation will look into whether the biggest online gaming companies are being fair with their customers when they automatically renew their contracts and whether people can easily cancel or get a refund. Should we find that the firms aren't treating people fairly under consumer protection law, we are fully prepared to take action. Yeah, and that's what I was saying. I was like, I see the story, and is it, like, where is it coming from? Now, do they do this sort of annually to sort of just rattle the cages um, and make sure that people know that they're really paying mind to it? That pe- that when the story gets picked up by someone fairly reputable in the business, um, that they're like, yep, we're just doing our job, and they're, maybe they're fine. Or do you think that there's an actual reason for the investigation? Generally, when a law person, whether that be, you know, a law person. person. (laughs) I was looking for the word and it didn't come, come to my mind. You got up early. I'm thinking about like an, like somebody that works on an oversight committee or some kind of bureau that manages regulations, or maybe they're actually a legislator, like, like here in the United States, if they were like a Senator or a Congress person, those people generally are motivated to initiate action because constituents are complaining and yeah, the complaints normally. that we've seen more and more over the last year are really just parents complaining about their kids playing Fortnite. so it's like you think about how parents really led the charge back in the day against companies like apple for predatory um, monetary practices in the app yeah. store that allowed children to spend all this money yeah. without any kind of restrictions. And now we have all of these fail safes in place. And so maybe something like that is happening in the UK. And, you know, if you guys have heard something specifically relating to this, I didn't find a follow up piece um, that kind of correlates yeah. this. But maybe there is an outrage in the UK among parents who are saying, my kids are spending too much of my money on these contracts and these subscription services. Yeah, and maybe it's they're so prevalent now, not just in video games, but in media at large, that these renewal, automatically renewing subscriptions seem to be virtually everywhere. Yeah, and who knows? Like they've got a lot of stuff going on with their, uh, over there, like the Article 13 stuff and, well, the Brexit. Uh, maybe it's coming up for some combined reasons of uh, they're looking deeply into the whole world of video games and not that Brexit and video games are connected, but, uh, but <laughs> I, yeah, I wouldn't draw it, that it could be that. No. But what I will say is like, I, I mean, that's fine. I don't have a problem with any of this. Like the, it's what you're getting at, which is remember uh, sometimes, you know, giving people some credit, it's not like, well, sometimes it is predatory and it's intentional. Sometimes it's literally just like the, the system has a uh, checkbox, but, but they put something on by default. Right. And suddenly they're like, well, you didn't uncheck it. And it's like, well, wait a second. Now you want me to be responsible because my kid installed the game, but you checked a box by default and they read these terms. So yeah, um, it's to keep them, us from running into that, that your battle pass renews or something. And it's like, wait a second, like that's not cool. I never signed up for that. The weird um, part about this story that feels a little fishy is that I feel like most of these companies have been through this rigmarole already and that there's always a plethora of warnings before you put your credit card information in that you have to agree to do automatic renewals. And from my personal experience, when I've canceled automatic renewals, it hasn't been challenging. But again, everybody's experience is different. Have you ever had difficulty 
with one of your gaming subscriptions, getting it canceled or saying, I don't want this anymore and yeah, I mean, uh, getting a refund? Totally. I can't point to anything specifically, but I remember seeing some check boxes. So like, I saw them. I'm like, no. Like, why is that on? You know? Mm-hmm. Um, so again, like, I think some things it seems like, well, you agreed to the terms and the boxes were already checked. It, that's the problem is they sort of were allowed for a period of time to get away with things like that, where it's like, well, there was an agreed term sheet and two check boxes, mm-hmm. but they were already checked. I didn't check them, you know, and so making sure that people aren't doing stuff like that. Um, and it can play into, who knows, uh, maybe it's other stuff, just like taking information. Uh, there's, there's, uh, is it EULA laws or whatever that like storing your information? There's a lot of protections now to try to keep, um, you know, software makers like this from making those kinds of mistakes. So I don't have a problem with the investigation. I mean, on the whole, sounds good. It's like check in, make sure, especially the stores, that there's nothing in the stores that either are intentional or that they're even missing because there's a lot of pages and features um, that are causing these problems. So, uh, I mean, it's good for us. I don't see why this is bad for us no. at, at this time. Unless I don't, it, I don't think it's bad yeah, at all. Unless, I just, it just yeah. kind of makes me scratch my head a little bit. Like where did it come from? Well, that's yeah. what gets me. I'm like, well, what is there? Is there a big thing that we missed, you know, that was uh, a game that came out or whatever it was that caused an uprise mm-hmm. um, in this? But, uh, but no, other than like you said, sometimes on mobile, um, you know, they still run into issues where it's like, I don't know how I was reflecting on Jack Black has Jablinski games, you know, and uh, he shared a story and, or no, he was on uh, one of the uh, talk shows out there, um, Jimmy Fallon or something. But anyway, he was even in this day and age, like one of his kids like bought a ton of stuff and there was like no limits and like the way that it was set up. I mean, it was kind of unfair, but he had to like write in a, a case like to a, get his like money a, back. Like a letter? Yeah, he had to like write in and, and say, hey, this is not cool. My kid spent 1200 bucks and like, okay, Yikes. maybe he had this turned on, <laughs> yeah. but that it's unreasonable that the game even allowed you to do that was what his argument was because it was designed for kids and something like that. And so it's stuff like that that maybe seems subtle, but um, I think that's where you step in with these measures that it says, are you sure? Yeah, and that, of course. We've seen more of that. Are you sure you want to do this? And it's trying to stop you, but that's... Like that's, I think that's fair. It's like maybe I don't want to spend all. This no, money. you're. I I, I yeah. absolutely agree. There has to be at least a single yeah. menu. Even as an adult. Yeah. Like, that's are you like, sure you want to spend this, this right? fifty dollar like loot box pass? Are you sure? Uh, even this morning like, when I was I spending just, money in, in the division, it. I had to click yes <laughs> three separate times before I actually could spend the money. Yeah. And I think those kinds of things are good. Yeah. So hopefully it relates to some of that. And anyway, it's definitely interesting and. Uh, Maybe it's just to keep them on their toes, but maybe there's been some some complaints. All right. So. Well, we'll keep an eye if that mm-hmm. uh, CMA finds know, yeah. anything fishy going on. <laughs> we got our eyes on you. All right. Next up, Kaz Harai is retiring from Sony in June. This is a uh, write-up from Jeff Cork over at Game Informer. And to be clear, we knew that this news was coming, but now we have a specific time frame. Uh, nearly one year after stepping down as Sony's president and CEO to take on the role of Sony chairman, Kaz Harai announced that he is retiring. The longtime employee will be leaving on June 18th, though he will continue to work with the company in an advisory capacity. Quote, since passing the baton of CEO to Kinshiro Yoshida-san last April, as chairman of Sony, I have had the opportunity to both ensure a smooth transition and provide support to Sony's management, Harai wrote in a statement. I am confident that everyone at Sony is fully aligned under Yoshida-san's strong leadership and are ready to build an even brighter future for Sony. As such, I've decided to, to depart from Sony, which has been part of my life for the past 35 years. I would like to extend my warmest gratitude to all our employees and stakeholders who have supported me throughout this journey. And during that journey, Harai was instrumental in helping to transition the PlayStation brand from second place during the PS3 era to the position the PS4 currently enjoys. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's like we were talking about it, that this news came out uh, last week, um, but now it has a date. The thing I find interesting is that it's the Tuesday after E3 is over. Do you think um, he just wants to go and finish strong at E3? Like, because he's well, not, not that involved, though. but is it, is it just a coincidence? <laughs> but do you think he might want to, like, go Those and sirens visit? are on our end, ladies yes. and gentlemen. Um, the, ki- the kitchen's on fire. I don't think it's a coincidence, even though Sony is not going to have the same type of presence yeah. that they have at E3. Um, all eyes are on but video the games there. during E3, and so you want to make sure to get through that week with a strong presence, particularly when it comes to Wall Street and any kind of news that may or may not be coming out around there. 
Sandman, any type of competitors that may be having some news that could affect Sony's overall stock price. So I think they want to just like get over that hurdle. Um, yeah. But like, let's be honest. It could he's, be a coincidence, but it's it seems... really just more of a superficial thing because he's not going to be doing anything. No, right? he's yeah, just gonna be. Course. He's gonna have full senioritis. That's what I'm saying. I he's think gonna he be wants ready to go, to go party yeah. at E3. That's what I'm saying. You think he's gonna come to E3 and party? I feel like he knows a lot yeah. of people there, and you're right. Like even better because <laughs> Sony doesn't have like as much going on, so it's even better. He's gonna the go board. pal around with yeah, with, with like, like him uh, and Re Reggie will come too. He's retiring. <laughs> I forget when the he's exact done in date. April. He's done in April. Yeah. Maybe he'll be at E3 and they just party. You know, get How Howie Lincoln back. Some of the uh, the Mariners will come down, and we'll just like uh, find them all the same <laughs> lobby bar at the JW Marriott. We'll It'll be the like, Biltmore, hey old school. That's where they used to go. Oh, yeah, the Biltmore right. was uh, Nintendo used to have its press conferences in little rooms there, which I went to some of those. It's been a while, yeah. Kaz Taking had been it old school, Frank. I know. Uh, Kaz, I guess I was double checking. Uh, he started in August of 1995 uh, at Sony uh, Computer Entertainment, and then he was promoted to uh, VP of Chief Op uh, Operations. VP slash Chief Operations Officer in 1996. So dude's been there a very long time. Um, and as we remember, he kind of came out of the woodwork around uh, PS3 a lot. And that's what we talked about the last time on the show. It's just like, he's just that face you remember during that era. You know, it's like Andrew House, and you remember how mm -hmm. often he's on stage. And then Jack Sean, Trenton. Jack Trenton, Sean Layden, uh, uh, Phil, who's now at uh, Stadia. Phil Harrison. Phil Harrison is mm -hmm. at Stadia. So you remember the faces, and it is sort of sentimental in that sense, uh, even if he's frankly been kind of out of the mix for us for a while. But I'm just going to miss the parody Twitter account. Yeah. It's so good. The, so many hot takes. Oh, they'll probably still do something with it. So he can be retired. Well, the uh, the uh, Twitter account's kind of been gone. Like, yeah, he went he went dark like a while ago. Um, he came out for something like one time just to be like, I had to comment on this, and now yeah. I'm gone again. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, he still got yeah. the account, but yeah, it's just not as relevant. That is the mm -hmm. point. Like, it was a lot about Kaz for a while, and it's just not anymore. And frankly, it's more Sean Layden uh, more than anyone I think lately. Well, um, and Jim and Ryan, certainly... I think we're gonna see more of who Jim Ryan. He's the new Jim president. Ryan. I totally missed that, apparently. He so used to run the, just the the UE division, and now he's... One of those. Okay. Yeah. We'll see. That'll be the new face and maybe the new Twitter account. But um, but again, wish wish Coswell. It was a, a great ride. Indeed. All right, Fran. We're about done with the Roper Report, officially, yeah. but we had one little thing we wanted to sneak in. Yeah? Because you said you saw... Tim Sweeney yes. tweeting about something? CEO of Epic, uh, king of Fortnite, all, uh, even above Donald Mustard himself. Good friend of ours, Donald. Um, but Tim Sweeney has been CEO of Epic for a long time. I just found this interesting. I want to read his tweets. Um, take it as you will. But uh, he's responding and linking to a usgamer.net uh, story that says the game store is spyware. Um, here, in fact, let me pull up the full um, story. Uh, the Epic Store is spyware, how a toxic accusation was started by an anti-Chinese sentiment. So there's a story uh, to see a CEO come out of the woodwork and on top of the largest game in the world. I thought it was interesting. Tim is a very sharp guy. Uh, you don't actually hear from him that often. So here's what he had to say. Uh, and I thought it was really interesting. I support everyone's right to complain about tech industry stuff. Epic Store with exclusive games and a Spartan feature set is a fine target for ire, but please help separate facts and opinions from the lies about spyware and foreign control. I'm the controlling shareholder in Epic Games and have been since 1991. We have a number of outside investors now. Tencent is the largest. All of Epic's investors are friends and partners. Our, none can dictate decisions to Epic. None have access to Epic customer data. Tencent is a Chinese company founded in 1998. CEO Pony Ma and the other co-founders played a lot of on-rail tournament back then and visited Epic in the early 2000s. In 2012, Epic was looking to move to online games and we invited Tencent as an investor to help us. I've never regretted it and the recent anti-China rage doesn't change that even slightly as, it completely, as it's completely unfounded. Epic has only had positive interactions with Tencent at all levels. All of Epic's big decisions may, are made here in the USA, and as CEO, I'm 100% responsible for them. I'm grateful for everyone who has spoken in support. I also read and respectfully consider all dissenting arguments of fact and principle. Just please keep it real. 
So yeah, like I, uh, I actually, whether or not he's like making it up, but I mean, this is a, uh, easier the CEO. You can't just like go out and, and say stuff like this without worrying about your investors and impact. And Right. And for context, just so people know what Fran is talking about, there was a story on US Gamer from Matt Kim and the headline is the Epic Game Store is spyware. How a toxic accusation was started by an anti-Chinese sentiment. So and then Matt goes on at length to call uh, to to describe what's happening with the Epic Game Store and their history with Tencent and um, kind of like the anti-China sentiment that's happening in the United States right now. Yep. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's really accusing them. There's the big thing that came up is they're collecting your data, um, not getting your permission. They're storing your data. It goes back to some of that user agreement stuff I was talking about. So. But either way, take it as you will. We'll see how and if it develops. Uh, it's been about 17, 18 hours, so it was yesterday afternoon or something. But I actually applaud Tim for speaking out at some length and saying, look, our, uh, like he basically says, he's like, I know that the Epic Store doesn't have a ton of features, and I know you're suspect, but factually, can you please look at the facts if you're gonna report on this stuff? And so there's always two sides to every story, but I actually uh, applaud Tim for like speaking out and, um, just, I, I like to see objectivity and I, I, I guess I'm not siding and saying, and by the way, yes, I have an Epic Store creator code. I make a small amount of money from that. So take that as you will. It's an important disclaimer. I have to make sure I keep mentioning it. It's a great promo as well. Use Fran Mirabella in Epic Store. But um, it, I applaud him for at least coming out with some objectivity and saying, I know that it's missing features, but by the way, can you check the facts? And but so- what does that have to do with the issue of, of consumer well, privacy and data management? I mean, he's just at least yeah. sharing, he sees its flaws. Mm -hmm. He also sees why it's suspect with all the anti-China sentiment. Uh, and in other words, a lot of people would be terrified to make this statement. We wouldn't hear anything. They'd ignore it. Right. But I think it's great that he came out and at least said something. And he is the CEO and can have some impact on it. So whether or not it's all true and we'll see how it develops of course. is different. But I like seeing some of the objectivity. I guess where I was going with this is I feel like the Internet can be a very pylon toxic place. We saw that. Can you be. Know. Yeah, it oh. is. It is. Uh, it is. No, I, so I'm, I'm with not defending you, Epic and uh, practice across the board. There's always like, yeah, we were talking. There's a Valve story going on. And yeah, you've got to just decide for yourself. Happening. You know, like which companies you want to place your trust in. And we understand that it's becoming increasingly more difficult because you think that you've placed your trust in a company. And you think that you know what the policies are, and then it feels like they're doing something scummy behind your back. Shit like you Facebook. Know? I mean, yeah. it's it, it's exactly, exactly that's the truth be told. That is probably the biggest issue is when, you know, we get a president elected and half of it apparently was because like Facebook, like, uh, you know, uh, ads and stuff that are steering the populace in a certain way. And then you find out Facebook has all kinds of weird practices and storing data. But the point is, we're all shook. And so, of course, when you read a story like that, you're like, oh, I bet it's true. And, you know, again, maybe there's some credence to it. We'll see how the investigation of the report goes or whatever. Mm -hmm. But um but the point is, I could easily accept it. It's so easy to be like, oh, yep, I'm sure they are. Screw them. And they stole all my data. I'm done. I'm deleting it. I'm uninstalling it. And maybe that's the safest thing to do because we've been burned. But he's just saying, make sure to like look it up thoroughly. And I'm just saying in support of that, maybe take more than one source. Do the Jason Schreier where he has 19 sources for the Anthem story. Or read your EULAs, read your terms and conditions, yeah. read the privacy <sighs> statements. I mean, yeah. what's been great about what's happened with the legislation over the last couple of years, both here in the United States, but more importantly in the European Union, is that it's really forced a lot of these companies to be incredibly transparent with their privacy and data policies. And I know it can be really dense, but if you are those those agreements, but if your privacy is that important to you and your data is that important to you, please yeah. like read the yeah. things before you click the yes I agree box. So, I mean, I don't really care that much, so I just click it. Well, I but just see, go on but with that's my business. But time out on that and flag on the play because okay. I agree. Yeah, do your diligence. That's your job. But it goes back to the discussion we just had. Right. You know, first of all, those agreements are insanely long. Right. Um, they like sometimes they actually force you to scroll. To be clear, I'm not giving these companies a pass. I'm just saying. No, I know, I know. Like, but I'm saying they that, have to do their due diligence, and we as consumers also have to do ours. Yes, we in, don't get a pass because they have to put a lot of legal speak in the agreement to make sure that they're following the letter of the law, which is really the problem here. Is that law is just really complicated? Yeah, those law persons. Law persons. Um, but but my point is, sometimes it is like asking too much, and that is where we step in and say, "Time out." 
This agreement shouldn't even say that. So what are you proposing then? What do you mean it's asking too much? I, all I'm saying is to say, make sure to read your legal agreements. I mean, there are literally, I guarantee you. You think the, that that's asking too much? Yes, 90%. You we, think asking people to read the documents that they agree to is asking too much? The legal documents, yes. And I've dealt with tons of them professionally and personally. I guess we just Here's do not agree here. That's why it's good. That's why I want to go. I want to run with this. Um, I don't agree that because you basically need to hire a lawyer for these. No, you yes, don't. Yes, you totally do. There's no, so you don't. much. Yes, there's so much legalese. Meaning, I refute that they're they're uh, intuitive and simple to read through. And yes or no, did not say that they were simple. Yeah. Did not say they were intuitive. <laughs> it'd be close. It does it's not mean that you can't do it. Does not time. mean that it's impossible. It does not mean we, that you shouldn't read it. I'm not saying we shouldn't read it. You want like a paint by numbers, like terms and no. services agreement? No, <laughs> I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, yes, we're in agreement. You have a responsibility as well. And that's yes. what Tim is ultimately saying. Like, please check your facts. But when you get into reading agreements, I just would caution that it's, I just don't think it's as simple as that. That's all I'm saying. I think my it's point, It's sort of Fran, insane how much they put in these agreements. No, I agree. It's, that's why most people don't read yeah. them. I actually yeah, talked to crazy. a lawyer at a PAC South panel a couple of years ago. We, we ended up on the same panel together and she told a story about how she was writing the terms and services for a small indie dev company and they buried in the terms and services a clause that said the first person to send a, a actual handwritten letter uh -huh. to this address would receive a $10,000 prize wow. and it took six months wow. before somebody yeah. actually sent the oh, letter Dude, because the, nobody was reading the agreements. I'll, my only it's thing Van is- Van Halen's green M&Ms. Right. Know? Well, my, my point is like- I think that's- You can't just say that people sh should be given a free pass. They shouldn't have to read these things. I mean, it can't go both ways. Yeah, and ways. I'm not saying that. It's, it's okay, not- it sounded, it sounded like you were, Frank. Nah, it just sounds like you're saying, yo, everybody makes- You're saying you don't read them because they are I'm insanely I'm saying if you're going to get your panties twisted about your privacy- they And about it, your fam. data, then maybe <laughs> you should read the agreement that you're signing. I don't think that that's that, con that's that controversial, but apparently it is. I'm going to get a million and one simple. comments about this. Yeah, I already yeah. know Just it. saying, take a second it's and think fine. about what you're saying. Fran, we gotta move simple? on, Fran. Okay, this is fun though. This, this is why we issue do. is never gonna be solved by us, but Fran, we can maybe help people by giving them some news about what's coming yeah. to the mom and grab shops. But lawsuits are so far away. <laughs> the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily show host each and every weekday. I actually really like the way that you you do the jazz. You I don't like it. I feel it goes on forever. And But I, I think you're thank very you good. for saying I think you're so. very good at it, Frank. I want to spice it up in the future. Thank All you. right, out today, Super Dragon Ball Heroes World Mission on PC and Switch, Royal Roads on Xbox One, Frayne Dragon's Odyssey, I almost said Fran. Yeah, it's Frayne <laughs> with an E at the end. Uh, is on Xbox One. Yet another Zombie Defense HD is on Switch. Smoot's World Cup Tennis is on Xbox One. Monster Slayers is on Switch. Circuits is on Switch. Godly Corp is on Switch. Zombie Scrapper is on Switch. Vanguard Normandy 1944 is on PC. Endless Car Chase for PC. Killer Chambers for PC. And Pirates Outlaws for PC. Plus, for season pass holders, Shazam! Movie Level Pack 1 is available today for Lego Marvel... No, Lego DC Super Villains. Uh, with a DLC pack, the Shazam Movie Level Pack 2, available on April 23rd. Uh, the first Shazam Movie Level Pack offers players a chance to master the powers of Billy Batson and Freddie Freeman to fight against the evil Dr. Savannah. All right. Names. Next, Dodge Roll Games and Meat Shield Devolver Digital today uh, released Enter the Gungeon's final free content update in a farewell to arms, a bittersweet send-off that stuffs new playable characters, guns, and more into the beloved quest for gun capable of killing the past. Now live on Steam. New dates. Uh, we've got... Oh, yeah, so this is... Yeah, um, this one was interesting. Yeah, so I saw the story everywhere. So this write-up comes from IGN. Super Meat Boy Forever, the sequel to 2010's punishing platform Modern Classic, has been delayed past Aww. its April 2019 release window. Announced by Team Meat on Twitter, the news came in the form of a note reading, We've been knocking out the last bits of Super Meat Boy Forever at record speeds while keeping a healthy and sustainable pace. We are going to keep that pace, which means we will not hit our April 2019 release. Sorry about that. We could have sacrificed our minds, bodies, and social lives to make April 2019, but that's stupid. Team Meat isn't some studio owned by an evil asshat corporation that has to say <laughs> has say over what we do and how we do it. We are fortunate enough to have control over how we work and choose not to run ourselves into the ground. Good for you, Team Meat. Standing up 
for their own mental health and sanity in a culture we just talked about the other day. It's Absolutely. like, there's time to grind and meet fiscal years and some companies are beholden to that. Yeah. But, um, and like and like we talked about, and I said, when you need to take a break, ask for a break. Team, you say, we need a break. Yeah, and I loved how they put it. I mean, obviously, they have a lot more freedoms, um, and that is sort of the, the dangers you get into if you know if you read mm-hmm. the big Anthem EA story. There's a lot of people blaming EA, but then you see what uh, there's accusations that it was tough at BioWare, um, and people needed mental breaks. But the point is, we don't like hearing about that in the industry, so I applaud them for just being straight up like, yo, we're just taking another few months. <laughs> um, and, and technically, we don't have the new date because they didn't announce a new release window. It's just uh, they did say it wouldn't be very long, though. So hopefully, keep your fingers crossed, yeah. it'll happen maybe May or June. Um, yeah, that's the sense I got was maybe yeah. just a couple months. And especially if they said they could have made April possible, but they didn't want to die. It sounds like they are and, most of the way there. Yeah, and I mean, it's a title I feel like, um, and hopefully I'm not you know missing the mark on this, because of personal preference, but like mm-hmm. it's, it's a little different than when you look forward to say Red Dead in November or October or whatever and like get Call of Duty and like before the end of the year, you're like really counting on some cyclical big hits or whatever it is. And this is like, I feel like this could come out anytime. Like, yeah, we've already waited a ton of time. So what's another few months? And, mm-hmm. and that's fine, you know, it'd be True. different. Be different if they're like, we're gonna spend another two years. That would be a bummer. They're still entitled to it, but that's, it's not like that at all. Indeed. Deals of the day. Borderlands, the handsome collection, is free to play on Xbox One for gold members only and Steam this weekend. The bundle is also discounted in the PlayStation and Microsoft stores on Steam and Best Buy, where you can currently buy it for 15 bucks. Free to play weekend deal has begun and ends Sunday, April 7th at 10 a.m. Pacific time for Steam and Monday, April 8th at 12 a.m. Pacific time for Xbox. Yeah. And by the way, the, I believe Witness is free on the Epic Store. Oh, yes, uh, I did yeah. see that. The Epic Store. I don't know if you guys mentioned that, but I thought I think we mentioned it earlier in the week. Okay. Because uh, it's been but running for a couple of days. That's, it's but crazy. Thank you it's for really the reminder. Awesome. That is an mm-hmm. excellent game. All right, now it's time for Reader Mail, where you can write into patreon.com slash kind of funny games, and where you can also get this show ad free. And speaking of ads, this episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily is brought to you by 23andMe. With 23andMe's health and ancestry. Ancestry Service Kit, you can explore 125 plus personalized genetic reports that may reveal the link between your DNA and your health, traits, and more, including your chances of developing certain diseases. 23andMe recently released their newest health report on type 2 diabetes, which tells you your genetic likelihood for developing the disease and gives you personalized results and tools that could help with prevention. Diabetes is a growing public health challenge. One in three adults in the United States has pre-diabetes, but 90% of those pre-diabetes don't know they have it. Type 2 diabetes is influenced by genetics. It is not just lifestyle and weight. And type 2 diabetes is a condition that typically develops as we get older and is caused by many factors, including diet, lack of proper exercise, weight gain, and of course, our genes. 23andMe's Type 2 Diabetes Report offers insight into your genetic likelihood for developing type 2 diabetes and empowers you with personalized results and tools that may help you prevent the disease. The report was developed by 23andMe scientists using data and insights gathered from more than 2.5 million 23andMe customers who consented to participate in research. Like Greg, he consented to participate in research and he used it to find out where his ancestors are from. And spoilers, me too. it's from Europe. Yep. No way. Yeah, I yeah. mentioned this on the show the other day. I use it uh, and I was really, yeah, very happy with it and impressed and learned a lot about um, myself. But what's really cool is as people use it, you get the matches to a lot of your relatives. And oh, suddenly cool. Suddenly it's like, whether they're third cousins or first removed cousins, whatever, um, you get linked up in there with people you've never known. That's another cool feature in addition to the, the health features and stuff. And I found out, I was like, I mentioned I was apparently like 5% Two things. One's Iberian, and then the other one is um, it was West uh, Western Asian and North African. And I found out that actually came from the Mirabella side because my grandfather's sister is in the system, and um, they got linked up. And I was like, wait, she's like, she's pretty old, um, but her daughter had put her in the system, and uh, very, very cool. Uh, very detailed report. So, jeans, man. Just to throw we all out. got them. Yep. If you want to try. 23andMe's Health and Ancestry Service Kit. You go to 23me.com slash games. That's the number 23andMe.com slash games. Again, 23andMe.com slash games. Whoa. 
There's an alarm going off. That means, that means it's time it's, for the next ad, Andrea. It's time to talk about Skillshare. It's an online learning community for creators with more than 25,000 classes in design, business, and more. Tim used the classes for visual effects to make the hype trailer for Kind of Funny 4.0. Wasn't that a great trailer, everybody? Mm-hmm. Premium membership gives you an unlimited access. You can join the classes and communities that are just right for you. Whether you want to fuel your curiosity, creativity, or even career, Skillshare is the perfect place to keep you learning and thriving. Highlights from one or more classes partners found valuable, and that would be a good fit for their audience. Highlight, oh, didn't we, Greg has not fixed this in the script. Skillshare is also yeah. super affordable with an annual subscription, less than $10 a month. Join more than 7 million creators learning with Skillshare. The first 500 of our subscribers to use the link in the description will get two month free trial. So if you guys head to the description, you will find a link for Skillshare and you will get two months free to test it out. Maybe you'll make something amazing for whatever podcast or YouTube channel or Twitch animation you're working on. Mm -hmm. Skillshare. Learn stuff. (laughs) I added that. That's not their official slogan. But it happens. All right, Fran, let's talk about reader mail. So first up. Let's see here. We don't have too much time. I'm going to go just a few minutes over since we started a little bit late. Bear, can you give me the thumbs up if that's okay? Just a few. Don't get, come on, just a few minutes. <laughs> yeah, have a couple minutes. Okay, thank you. You're the best, Bear. You can't stop us. I like you're pretending. <laughs> I'll stop anywhere. the fucking stream right now, Fran. Come on, oh, up, no, Barrett. don't do it. Just okay, do it. Heather asks, <laughs> hey, Fran and Andrea, happy Friday. Thinking about recently hyped games like The Division 2 and Apex Legends brought up a question I've been pondering for a while. When is it too late to join the hype train? When does someone fall too far behind to join the crowd or maybe more importantly, be competitive with games like this? And how do you balance that with a gaming backlog and not pre-ordering these games. Have a great weekend. Keep up the great work. Danka from Germany. Heather. Oh, bitchin. Um, yeah, I I like this conversation a lot because it applies to us so much in the world of Destiny and Division and you feel like you miss stuff. Um, there's the one conversation which I feel like is the guilt tripping and are you caught up? That's different than what Heather's asking. So what I would say is it firstly does just depend on the crowd. Do you Can you actually go into Division 2 when you decide to pick it up and match make with people um, or easily find people to play with? Because I feel like Division 2, although it can be played solo, you the matchmaking element, I believe, is pretty um, intrinsic to it. And if that were to fall off or to be long queues, you have maybe missed the train and you've got to be careful of that. Unfortunately, there's no way to predict it other than make sure you're around for some of the bigger releases. We know April 25th, the raid is coming out. Eight person raids are coming out. So the community will be on by then. So you at least had within the first 30 days, some, some places to hit. But, um, on the difficulty side, I don't feel like you ever have to worry about that. I mean, yes, apex has gone from playable for me to it's a lot more brutal, but, um, you just got to, practice more that's all but it's still a lot of fun i don't mind losing in apex what about you no i'm with you it's tough when you talk about multiplayer games that are really dependent on the server population so ideally you want to do just like fran said to log in and play while some kind of content drop is happening because then you'll see bigger pushes i know specifically for me whenever i want to jump back into rainbow six siege i try to time it around like a new operator release or a new season or any kind of specialty event like they did for the april fools event this week because you know that that'll grab people's attention and you'll be able to play with some of the people who aren't like the professional level of players who just crush you otherwise because scaling is a real thing particularly in pvp it can be quite brutal i know i've felt that personally when i've gone into crucible in destiny 2 when there hasn't been like iron banner running or something like that and you you know back when trials was a thing i mean if you weren't in trials at the beginning you you ain't in trials like it's just it's impossible those crews are so surgical at what they do that it makes it really tough to Mm -hmm. to play and so i would say either Look for specific content drops that the that the publisher is publicizing or find an LFG group. The Kind of Funny Best Friends are a great source for that. You can head to the subreddit. You can head to the Facebook group. You can head to the um, to the Patreon page. There's lots of really cool folks there. Um, also, the What's Good Games community has an awesome Discord. Yep. I know Kind of Funny has the Discord as well. Me too. Um, and Fran, Fran, FM3. What's your Discord? Discord.gg slash FM3. There you go. So we've got lots of places for you yeah, to find, find people. And even if 
it's a game that maybe isn't hype right now. If you jump into any of our discords and say, hey, I'm looking for people to run this, a lot of people will be like, all right, I'll boot it back up. I'll update it. Let's do it. Because our communities are just real cool like that. So hopefully, if even if you miss the hype train, you can still get you can still get in. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, let's see here. I'm thinking this one. Billy the Door writes in and says, man, has this week been rough in terms of video game discourse? I mean, that's an understatement. Mm -hmm. I think after a tough week like this, we should lighten the mood with something coming that you're excited for. I'm excited to meet all the best friends in NYC all weekend, starting with my victory in our community smash tournament. (laughs) Oh, okay. Throwing in a little brag. Listen, right. you right, have Billy. to put it out into the universe in order for it to become humble true. Brag, man. So I appreciate your optimism, so Billy. Um, what is something <laughs> coming up that you're excited for? Thanks, P.S. Andrew. It was great meeting you this past weekend at PAX. Oh, it was nice to meet you too, Billy. In general, things we're excited for, huh? Yeah, I what like are you that. excited for? I like that. Like, ended on a state classy. Yeah. San Francisco. Um, definitely the division. Obviously, I'm stoked to get in there, play tier five, but I've been catching up on the Marvel stuff, actually, and I actually found myself with true joy, smiling at one of the scenes in Civil War last night with like excitement. And the fact that it's my first time experiencing that, I'm now excited um, and to truly feel that, it it does bring me great joy. So those are just like a couple things and then maybe not having the sniffles anymore and be able to just to go to the gym and enjoy myself. Yeah, I'm with you about um, Endgame hype. I'm not going back and rewatching all of MCU because that's just too much after rewatching all of Game of Thrones. Uh, But I am gonna just rewatch all the Avengers movies. So that's it. Why Game of Thrones is so exciting. Isn't that next week or the week after? Yeah, oh the fourteenth. Um, I'm go. very excited for Game of Thrones in review. It will be my first appearance oh, yeah. on an in review show, which it's will be, be fun. Fri- uh, Mondays, Mondays, Fridays? Yeah. Yeah. right after it airs mm-hmm. on Sunday. So um, it, that's really exciting. Of course, I'm ready to play more in the, the Division Two this weekend. I'm gonna check out Borderlands. Really pumped oh, yeah. for the um, the UHD update they did for the Handsome Collection. It's really cool that in the deals of the day that if you guys haven't played, you can check it out. It's one yeah. of my favorite franchises of all time. I have three different claptraps on the What's Good set, so <laughs> I really love that franchise. Um, so those are a couple things that I'm excited for, and um, I got uh, a new Brandon Sanderson book that I haven't started yet, Skyward, that I've heard is really good. What did Brandon Sanderson write? It's called Skyward. So it's, I mean, he's super prolific, but um, he's, most, most people know well him for. through the Stormlight Archives. That's right. Okay. Um, the Way of before. Kings is the first book. Mm-hmm. Um, he also helped Robert Jordan finish The Wheel of Time. I'm not okay. going to go down you a fantasy rabbit person. hole. I but thought it was, you brought um, them up before. And yeah. It's fantasy fiction type stuff. Right? Correct. Awesome. Yeah. It's like super nerdy fantasy books. Cool. Um, so I'm looking forward to starting that because I'm almost done with my reread of Oath- Oathbringer. So hopefully that. that brought some excitement into your life, Billy. Um, and that's going to do it for reader mail. Now it's time to squad up. Dan from Houston writes in and says, hello, kind of funny and best friends. I recently wrote into KFAF, the best show on the internet, yeah. asking Andy for advice on a podcast I'm starting. And now I'm asking for some help from the best friends. Join me and my friend in the shenanigan filled journey of attempting to make a podcast. Message me on Twitter or reach out to me on the kind of funny discord. Same name as Twitter. I need some more great friends in my life. Help a guy out. His is at silver lobo 21 at silver lobo 21 want some advice on podcasting well good luck to you dan from houston that's right all right fran do you have your wrong up i did um all right yes someone was saying already although they wrote in under the name wham bam thank you fran uh, I mean, I kind of. I don't know. That's I'm a real username. I feel like it's of course, this is where you guys help keep us honest. If you're watching at Twitch.tv/slash Kind of Funny Games, we ask you to go to kindoffunny.com/slash You're Wrong and let us know what we screwed up. Yeah, I, I was already noting it across the show that the so what Wham Bam, thank you, Fran, says uh, that the, the Breath of the Wild one Joy-Con thing and Mario was about was for um, accessibility and disability stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone else had mentioned it's like no, you can play obviously with the controller because it's not going to stop you like Breath of the Wild, but you. What somebody had said, this one may not be in here, I was reading it, uh, I forget where, is that you said it on the table. Um, so anyway, there's apparently like some concept that no, there's not a strap, but you just like, I don't understand what that means. You're like, I guess it tilts up or something and you lean into it. But what, anyway, maybe not a total um, correction. That's more of the solution I guess we're looking for, which is it's designed to be maybe set on the table. What is else? there a way with for Labo to keep the Joy-Cons attached? Because I guess technically, if you're holding it to your face and oh the Joy-Cons God, are know. still attached, you could... Oh, that'd be the shoulder workout of the century. <laughs> Seriously, just this. 
Like after two minutes, I even I just be like, no, no, can't do it. I've lost all feeling in my shoulders. Uh, what else did we see might be wrong? Um, did they did they say is Kaz's date not correct? Hmm. Uh, people said, oh no no wait. They're oh. talking about the fake account. Yeah, the the fake Cause Her Eyes last tweet came out of retirement on February twenty first. That's just facts. To though. do one final farewell and the announcement of the real Cause Her Eyes retiring. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, uh, the Nintendo 64 party gloves Thank were you, released Pig. in 2000. Also, great job earlier this week, Capitalist Pig. You crushed it. Yeah, good job. Uh, someone was just noting that it was 2000. I didn't say that it was for sure 2004, but thank you for providing, by the way. Yeah, quite the scandal back then. So the nanobiologist says, in Nintendo Labo VR, the handles are the Joy-Cons. I thought in the photos that I saw that the Joy-Cons were not on the outside, no, they though. They were in, like, the the... The switch is completely inside the cardboard. It is. So I think it's as the switch works the way it does. I mean, it's meant to be used multiple ways. So mm-hmm. you, I mean, technically, again, there's nothing stopping you from doing that. So you right. just hold it up, and you're right. You can just do that. There's that maybe. But the, like you said, shoulder work out of the. I, I mean, maybe, but the, like it's a it's good swole, point. People. We should have brought it up, which is glad. Just hold it up to your face and like <laughs> just, just find a bar and put your elbows down yeah. and then put your face. Yeah. No, oh, that's what it was. Face that's face. what people. Sorry, that is what people were saying, and I forget. I forget but what also, I read like it. no. It's that you lean, so you do, yeah, it was meant that you lean oh, on the, the table with the handles, you hold the, that's it, forehead. All right, let's you just not hold wrap it up our heads face. around this any longer, Fran. Let's sign off. I didn't see anything And outside. let people know next week, Fran and I are back on Monday, and I promise we'll have more sleep and we'll be more coherent. I don't promise Tuesday, that. it's me and Greg. Wednesday, of course, Widow Wednesday. Wet Thursday, Wednesday. I'm back with Greg. And then Friday, of course, Tim returns. Uh, everybody have a fantastic time at the New York meetup if you are going to the Kind of Funny World Tour. Spark joy in somebody's life this weekend. Maybe don't say anything negative on the internet be, and just have a good time loving the thing you love. Be excellent to each other. Exactly, as yeah. Greg always says. Until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve.